Congressman Corey Mills with us right now, the Florida Republican, House Armed Services Committee, House Foreign Affairs Committee, very influential member. And of course, Congressman, you have set your lot with Donald Trump um, over Governor DeSantis. Why? Well, first off, I wouldn't necessarily say that I put uh, President Trump over Governor DeSantis. As the correspondent just pointed out, Governor DeSantis has not announced his run at all. You know, when I look at what's happening and, and General Jack Keane, who has so perfectly laid out the foreign policy failures of the Biden administration and their weakness, I think that we need someone who has a proven track record in foreign policy. And President Trump, whether it was a replacement of NAFTA with USMCA, whether it was the Abrams Accord, whether it was the China Phase 1 deal for uh, holding adversaries accountable, the moving of our embassy to Jerusalem, uh, the balancing of our relationships and building of adversaries, the holding accountable of NATO for people like Germany, France, and Italy who are paying less than their share. I think that it's hard to argue the fact that people may not like the tweets, but from a foreign policy perspective, knowing that's intrinsically linked to domestic policy, President Trump has a proven track record. The additional thing that we have is this, Neil. I think Governor DeSantis is an amazing governor, and Florida is blessed to have him, and we want to maintain him. But we need 12 years of solid leadership in America, not four years, not eight years. And the benefit President Trump has above anything anyone is he does not have the looming fears of re-election where he can make the necessary decisions to get us back on track economically, politically, and militarily. So um, when, when you made this decision, uh, Congressman, and Matt Gates made this decision, and Anna Polina Luna made the decision, and, and, and you know, Byron Donalds, and on and on we go, uh, it, it, was any of it based on the momentum and the support that former President Trump has enjoyed since his indictment, that far from hurting him, it kind of rallied uh, the party around him. We see it in his poll numbers. We see it in the millions of dollars he's raised since this New York indictment first came down. Um, was that a part of this? No, and in fact, I actually went down to Mar-a-Lago and met with the former president about eight weeks ago and had discussed when the right time was to roll out the, in, the uh, endorsement. But also, we wanted to look at whether or not further members would come together to do almost a mass rollout for Florida delegation members. And the indictment and all the other things, I think, has done nothing but unify Americans behind the president, realizing that if the justice and judiciary system can be weaponized to go after after, you know, the political winch of a former president, what could it do for the average American? And I think that that in itself, while it's been unifying, had nothing to do with my decision to back the president because I look at what's best for the nation before I look at what's best for the party or what's best for me. And I think right now, given the foreign policy issues, given the China, Russia, Iran, North Korea geopolitical alignment, given what we're seeing with leaks in the DOD, I think that there's so many things that point to the direction of us needing President Trump in the White House. All right, welcome back. Let me ask you a question. Do you think he's been listening to the podcast? <laughs> Have I not been saying literally the exact same thing for over the last year? Have I not? That my, the, to me, what makes the most sense, and people can agree or disagree, was that you get Trump for four years. And what is, to me, attractive about that, and the main reason that I have said that over and over, is because he does not need to run to re-election so he can go as hard as he wants on this. He doesn't have to worry about the popular vote. He doesn't have to worry about any of it. He does his four years and it's over. It's, a, it's an amazing opportunity for him to turn the country around. Followed by 
because I I do support DeSantis, and I think that we're putting a lot of legislation here in Florida that is very good, solid legislation. I think he's been a good governor. I think he's got a proven track record through COVID and everything else. I think you would follow Trump up with with eight years of DeSantis, giving us 12 years to correct the ship. And honestly, I believe we will have stopped this implementation of a, a one-world global order it will stop it dead in its tracks. We'll probably put it back, set it back half a century, just in those 12 years from having such strong leadership. So I thought it was important that sometimes I might come off like I'm not all there. Maybe people think I'm a little whacked out or crazy. I don't know. But it's nice to see people share my opinion. And I was just wondering, because I've been saying it for so long, is there a possibility that he's been listening to the podcast? You never know, right? <laughs> we shall see. But if I had things go my way, that's exactly the, they, the way they would go. Four years of Trump, eight years of DeSantis, and then probably a happy rest of my days here uh, and get... Uh, see my kids have the opportunity to grow up in the America that I grew up in. We'll see how everything turns out. Since we're talking about Trump, the this guy's got what I think four lawsuits going on right now. Um, one of them, you know, you already is obviously the one that just happened with Alvin Braggs, and that's just a bunch of nonsense. And uh, although Dershowitz does seem to think that they will get a conviction, but then it'll be overturned on appeal, which is possible. Um, especially in the state of New York. If you remember, I told you the next one is the documents, which is in D.C., uh, uh, about the, the documents of Mar-a-Lago. And just like New York, they're trying him in places where is he really getting a fair shake? I don't personally think so. I think in D.C., they would indict anybody, would indict him in a heartbeat and indict anybody that's a conservative or Republican or anybody that is opposed to the party. With that being said, through uh, through an investigation into the whole document scandal, um, more and more information is continuing to come out, a lot of it through the Freedom Act, where we're getting a lot of information. Um, and it looks like the where the uh, NR, uh, or NARA once said that they had nothing to do with the decision for uh, the DOJ to take over this case. Uh, ironically, not to anybody's surprise, they were lying because communications that are now being shown between the National Archives and the FBI and then ultimately referring everything to the DOJ shows that they had their sticky fingers and everything between text messages and emails. And it's setting a dangerous precedent because what what is happening here, you're seeing all these different uh, agencies, excuse me, I was going to say departments. Well, you could say departments too, I guess. Uh, departments or agencies um, are being weaponized to go after a political opponent. Uh, the best person, the one that's really staying on top of this that I get uh, the best information pertaining to anything with the documents is in Just the News. I, I suggest that you go peruse through there and read all the different articles that they have on everything. Um, very enlightening. They got a lot of good information in there. And we have uh, not just Just the News, but a lot, of, a lot of people now are trying to get as much information on this as they can because they believe it's a witch hunt. Uh, American First Legal is preparing a Freedom of Information Act request to force the release of additional communications and records. The reason why they're requesting it and, and some of their comments aren't it is that the evidence suggests that the National Archives misled Congress about Biden's White House's responsibility for the FBI raid on the former President Trump's home. 
what they ended up finding was communications between uh, people in Biden's administration and the National Archives and the FBI. So everybody was wanting information and it's almost like they were drooling getting ready to go after Trump. Uh, They further went on to say that the evidence further suggests that the Biden officials in the executive office of the president and the Department of Justice unlawfully abused their powers and then lied about it to the American people. The government, it seems, acknowledges no limits on its power to harass, intimidate, and silence its political opponents. And that's pretty much where we're at. This is another witch hunt. I don't... I don't know what the end result's going to be. If I was a betting man, I'm going to honestly bet against Donald Trump here because of where the trial is being held. Uh, depending on what happens here, the only the only wrinkle in the whole situation is that they've caught Biden with many, many more documents than Trump had. I mean, we're talking about tons of documents now that they're finding out that Biden had and how many people had access to them. So the only wrinkle that we're going to get is if... You go after President Trump for this, who actually had the power to declassify documents that were there. If you go after him, you will certainly, you, you we can certainly assume that power changes and you get a conservative in the White House or a Republican or a Libertarian or so, somebody that is uh, American-minded, American-first and respects the rule of law, they could just as easily go after Biden after this and get him for the same crime. So that's about the only wrinkle that they might want to tread lightly on what they're about to do here. Nonetheless, it still is bad publicity. They can still use that to excite their base and say, look at how bad and how dangerous this man is for the United States. And of course, you're going to have celebrities and politicians and the news media outlets all jumping on board saying saying all the same things to hurt his image more. I don't know how much more they can do, but supposedly hurt his image more going into this next election cycle so that way they make him unelectable. I don't know how well that plan works for them. Uh, I just saw a report that said that uh, we're up to, I think it was 63% of uh, all people live paycheck to paycheck in the United States. And I mean, and it's, and it's getting worse. The percentage is actually climbing. And the reason the percentage is climbing is because um, the inflated price of everything of all goods, of everything that you have. Well, it doesn't matter. You name it, the price is up. If you're talking about purchasing at a grocery store, purchasing at a hardware store, you're talking about homeowner's insurance, you're talking about mortgages, gas, you name it, the price is up. And people are, our our salaries are not up. So we're feeling the squeeze more and more and more. And maybe once upon a time, you had a little extra cushion in your check and that is now gone. So now we're back to a point where people are either either depleting their savings a little bit at a time to keep up with everything, or you don't have a savings, which most Americans don't. If you look at the statistics on that, it's unfortunate, but most people don't even have $1,000 saved up. Um, You are going check to check. People vote with how they feel. You know, a lot of people don't vote uh, via the facts, whether you believe they do or not. People vote on how they feel. And if people during this next uh, election are feeling a squeeze financially, there's only one person to point the finger at, and that happens to be the sleepy, creepy idiot in the White House. So they will be looking for a change because all it's going to take from President Trump, like I said, it's going to be an easy one with Joe Biden. All he's got to do is walk on stage and say, hey, you want $2 a gallon gas again? You want inflation to go back down? You want the war to stop in Ukraine? You want me to rein China back in? 
I did it before. I can do it again. I have a proven track record. Joe has brought you high inflation. He's brought you open borders. He's, he's allowed drugs to pound through. The, our nation has terrorists running all over the place because they're coming across the border. He's destroyed you economically. He's destroying uh, your, your, our fuel, our, our energy uh, industry. And on top of all that, you are losing freedoms under him day by day because he is making the decisions for you, for the country, instead of you making the decisions and they implement them. I mean, this is pretty easy stuff. I don't see how Joe Biden does well against Trump. The only thing we have to worry about is certain states that are going to be considered toss-up states that we're not sure about and them getting their election laws under control before that election. And then we'll see where that goes from there. But uh, I do believe that they're going to continue to go after Trump. The document scandal, eh, it's kind of up in the air. I know they want them. They, they want nothing more than to get them on something. I mean, you see that with Alvin Bragg's, the overreach there, where he charged him, but there's really not even a crime anywhere in there. You don't even know why you're being charged. Because um, they're so desperate to do something to this man to stop him from running for president. So we'll we'll uh, we'll see how all this plays out. I expect I, I kind of le- am leaning with Dershowitz that in New York I expect him to get indicted, then it'll be overturned, and the same thing. I kind of expect them to go after him uh, in D.C. And if he does, if they do, he will get indicted, and it will probably be overturned again on appeal. Uh, but that will also set the stage for going after Joe Biden. So that one, eh, that that one, I'm still up in the air on whether or not they're really going to uh, pursue that. All right, uh, drones in Florida. This is local Florida news, so. Uh, If you're not from Florida, but this is something that's going on here in the state of Florida. uh, Drones, getting back to it. Among the most widely used in the world, uh, Governor Ron DeSantis' administration said that they posed security threats and did not want to include them on a list of approved drone manufacturers. Uh, They have an approved list of Skydio, Parrot, what is it, uh, Altavane, and I might be saying some of these wrong. Teal drones and vintage robotics. Um, In addition to the Florida statue change that went into effect at the beginning of 2023, requiring all government agencies to use drones only from approved manufacturers, uh, another rule went into effect on Wednesday. The unnamed aerial system minimum security requirements rule prohibits government agencies from purchasing or using drones made by manufacturers in a foreign country of concern. Well, that country uh, is going to be China. The Florida Department of Management Services is concerned about the potential spying amongst Chinese-based DJI drones. So Ron DeSantis has made it, and we've passed it through where... You can no longer use those drones. If there are any, you have to start phasing them out. They started doing this at the beginning of the year. Lots of people here. Drones are used for, they got useful purposes, believe me. I mean, they're used to find missing people. They're, uh, I think they use some of these drones if you want to, the firefighters to assess different situations. And then they even use them for sporting events. Um, so they are useful to us. It's just the problem is that the, D, the DJI, they are sure that a lot of the imagery uh, is being transmitted back to China. So it's just another spying tool. So DeSantis, they got word of it, and he has decided that the smart move would be to use American-based companies, American-based products that are here that we're not worrying about. We can 
continue business as usual and not worry that all the information and images that we are uh, using are being transmitted or worse, the network that they're on and what, what computer system they're using to, um, to fly these drones could be hacked into indirectly and then you're transmitting a whole bunch of information through a lot of government uh, departments because we're talking about sheriff departments, police officers. So these are city, state, local departments that use drones for a variety of reasons that now they can be um, stealing that data. I think it's a smart move. I, and I'm an advocate for American-made, by american products. I just said that not a couple shows ago. Um, I don't see anything wrong with supporting our own country and supporting our jobs and our technology and our people here. So I don't think that this is a, a big issue. You have had some minor flare-ups with some people on the left. But otherwise, for the most part, most uh, municipalities and, and sheriff's offices and, and fire departments, everybody has complied in a peaceful way that it's no big deal because it's not that you can't use drones. It's just you can't use a particular maker of drones, which it only limits you by, okay, don't buy this one. Buy the best made American one that we got and support the country. So I think that uh, that's a good thing. That's just a little Florida news if you were wondering. That's one of the things that uh, one of the pieces of legislation that went through the House and Senate and uh, is now been finalized. Uh, FBI hatched a plan to survey Catholics. This is great, man. Yeah, you know, the FBI, you guys, if there's anybody from the FBI listening, you're probably not one of the ones I'm calling out. But my God, you guys are all getting a little black cloud over your head. Even if you're a solid FBI agent that's not involved in any of this political crap, unfortunately, because your uh, institution's name is brought up as much as it is, and it's always in a negative light, people are not real happy with you right now. (laughs) Probably, Probably if you're an FBI agent and you're not involved in all that stuff and you really are there to do your job and to solve crimes and and do the right thing, it'd probably be best for you not to tell anybody you're an FBI agent. If they ask you what you do for a living, you know, tell them you're a day trader or something. <laughs> don't, don't give it up. Tell, tell them something that's just dumb. You know, I, I wash dogs for a living. I, yeah, just don't, <laughs> don't give up what you are because every day it goes from bad to worse with the FBI. Uh, whether it's how you're going, you, they're using your, they're using you, to harass and intimidate and go after political opponents or they're using you to go after parents who are at school board meetings to stand up for their children because of the radical agenda that they're teaching them. Or in this case, they're using you to uh, surveil Catholics. I mean, so now you're attacking our First Amendment right, freedom of religion. I mean, it's, it's amazing what you're being used for. So at some point, you, be, you are associated with the problem because the department has dragged you into it. Uh, Representative Jim Jordan, chairman of the House of the Select Subcommittee on Weaponized, said on Monday that the FBI is using information from an undercover employee sought to develop sources, including clergy members and church leaders inside Catholic churches in Virginia. According to Jim Jordan, the FBI's plan called for the Bureau to engage into outreach, enlisting clergy members uh, to assist them with surveillance of suspicious activities uh, and let them know about tripwires 
for supposed radicalized Catholics, I guess. Because <laughs> I I, I'm assuming it's for Catholics. So if you're in Virginia and you're a practicing Catholic, now you have to be suspicious of your, uh, uh, it's not a pastor, it's a priest, uh, suspicious of your priest up there, wondering if he's surveilling you, that if you are a uh, conservative and you use any radical words, if you happen to say the word red-pilled, because I'm sure everybody saw that, that God forbid that's considered like a terrorist word now, you can't say that you've been red-pilled. So if you're saying something like that, now the uh, pa- the priest is what, going to dime me out to the FBI? <laughs> oh, wow. Um, so Jim Jordan wants to look further into this because it's it's a disaster. He, I mean, his own words, the FBI sought to enlist Catholic houses of worship as potential sources to monitor and report on their par- uh, parishioners. So, I mean, they're... They're trying, <laughs> it's, ama- it's amazing. It's amazing what's going on in this country. And like I said, if you are part of the FBI and you're not involved in politics, but you are standing up and they tell you, hey, listen, we need to infiltrate the Catholic church and we need you to go down there and we need you to talk to these priests and we got to develop a relationship with these priests and we need these priests to dime out anybody who is pro-Trump or a conservative Anybody who's saying anything radical like uh, Jesus is Lord, I want you to come back and report everything to us, and we're going to take good care of you. So if you're part of the FBI, and you could support that, and you can actually you can actually go and say, hey, I'm just following orders, and I'm making these phone calls, and I'm reaching out to all these priests, and I got to do what I got to do, you're part of the problem. You know, then you, you are allowing the department to be politicized, and you are attacking people's constitutional rights. So your department really has no function anymore. You are breaking the very rules you guys swear to protect. You swear to abide by and, and law and order and all the good stuff there. And if you are willing to trample on the, a constitutional right of somebody, then you are breaking the very rules that you swear that you will uphold as an FBI agent, the rule of law. So now you are part of the problem. And then don't wonder why a lot of people go, hey, you know, the FBI, abolish the FBI. You hear abolish the FBI, abolish the FBI. Don't get all upset when you hear that because when we keep getting reports that are coming out like this, that you're going after religious institutions so that way they can be used as spies on their parishioners. This is like brown shirt Nazi style tactics where you have everybody diming each other out. That's what they did in Nazi Germany. You know, you wondered how they rounded up so many Jews and how they knew the neighbors were, and you think that oh, all these neighbors together, they'd never rat each other out. No, no, of course not, until you have stuff like this happening. They go in there, and they get them rowdy, and they get them to believe, and they penetrate every level of society, and they get people so afraid that they got to dime each other out. What are they telling these priests to dime out the people that, are suppo- that they're supposed to be consoling there for, for God? What are they going to tell these people to get them to dime you out because you've been radicalized because you believe in what guns and God and the constitution and the bill of rights. Wow. You're just such a radical. Oh my God. But programs like these are exactly how neighbors used to turn on neighbor, how all the Jews got dimed out, how they were all getting sent off to their death. Because the brown shirts convinced everybody that if they didn't do and they didn't rat each other out, that they would be the one going to the uh, concentration camps. We're using the same tactics 
as Nazi Germany. That This is all Biden's administration. So I know everybody, uh, oh, you can't compare you. Listen, you know what? I do a lot of reading, and I study uh, a lot on World War II, and I read a lot on socialism and communism, and they use the same exact tactics that they have used throughout history. The reason people are not able to see that is because you don't know history, you haven't been taught, you're not paying attention, or you are uninterested. That is the only reason. Because if you would see any of this, if you'd read any of this, you would start thinking to yourself, oh my God, that's what they do today. Oh my God, that's ex- it's exactly what they're doing right now. They're using the same tactics. They're infecting in society. They're penetrating every level of society. Of course, they're going to religious institutions. So with that being said, another black mark on the FBI, and uh, it's unfortunate, but maybe a once, well, I, I don't even know how great the FBI was. I mean, growing up as a kid, you know, when you're a kid, you're a kid. You don't pay attention to things the same way you pay attention to them as an adult. Um, growing up as a kid, the one thing that you, and I think we could agree on here, is that you would watch movies, and the one thing that you would always notice in the movie is they were like, oh, the FBI's coming in, and they're like, oh, great, they're going to screw everything up. So, so I, I don't know how great the institution, maybe uh, at its founding, it was a real solid institution, but it, it just seemed like the FBI has been a joke, or at least was a joke in the 80s and the 90s, uh, in the 2000s, and now it's getting to a point where the FBI is a weapon for one side of the aisle. And it just seems like that's the, the direction it's going in. It seems like they're turning into the brown shirts. I don't know, that just, that's my take on it, so... FBI, you know, if you're an agent that's still following the rule of law, if you're refusing to do stuff like this and you are just doing your day-to-day job, tell everybody that you're a, uh, I don't know, a shoe salesman. (laughs) I wouldn't tell them you're an FBI agent right now because you guys got a real bad look at the moment. All right. If you like what you're hearing, please rate and review me because I'm all done. Uh, If you'd like to reach out to me, littlejocc.com. Go to the contact section beyond that. Have a beautiful Thursday. We will do it again tomorrow.